attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about whether I would trust my grandpa with a car, much less an airplane, are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Harrison Ford? <laughs> Yahoo! When I saw that article come across my ticker on the, inter- it real quick. on the interwebs, Harrison Ford was landing his plane out the at John Wayne Orange County Airport and accidentally landed it on the taxiway, not the runway, and came within feet of a 737 Delta airliner with 110 people on it and almost landed on top of that thing. And there's a recording of him saying to the tower, A hunk of junk. <laughs> Is that plane supposed to be underneath me? But that was my horrible Harrison Ford. <laughs> but, um, no, but when that story came through, I had to look at the date stamp because this is like the fifth time he's done something like this. Yeah, he landed in the golf course, right? Yep. But but once upon a it's just happened over time because when he was in his 50s and 60s, he would be rescuing people. Remember when he <laughs> flew a helicopter into a gorge and pulled a hiker out of there or something? Those That's were those Tom Cruise days. Yeah, so he's got a couple more. and then I. But when I heard it, I thought... Did everyone else think uh, we lost another one? No, Grandpa. (laughs) Grandpa needs to get out from behind the stick. You know, maybe Callista (laughs) needs to do what my family did when a Grandpa didn't. We shouldn't have him driving anymore. They went to the doctor with Grandpa, but before Grandpa had his doctor's appointment, they pulled the doctor aside and said, "Doctor." He won't listen to us. Will you tell him he can't have his driver's license anymore? So Calista should just pull him aside. Tell Grandpa he can't fly prop planes anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Private prop planes. And I love that Grandpa in this scenario is Han Solo. It kind of stings a little bit. You can land the Millennium Falcon, but you can't put down a Cessna? Come on. Well, that was the cool thing about his last crash landing was, like, <laughs> he can fly. <laughs> He's Han Solo. He did. He, he walked away. For, yeah, he was saving people in the you know before. I mean, he did some Han Solo. Walked away stuff. from this too. Are we all yeah. just gonna ignore the he's always high joke? Well, the two <laughs> things that came to my mind was: is he getting too old, and was he stoned? Uh, high old grandpa trying to flew a plane underneath me. You, know, you find no, that no, plane. You flew over a plane. Yeah. <laughs> all right, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys network. We would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. This is where movies and comedy collide. That happens every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. This is a brand new show, and these are these brand new shows basically are offered up every week. Absolutely. Paul, if it's okay, uh, this week I would just, uh, I need to, I was talking to my accountant, and he said for tax purposes it's better if I pay you by check, so... That's you know what? Cash, cash is fine. Okay, cash th- is all right. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. This whole conversation doesn't mean anything. Oh, the show is free. Oh, well, then I'll keep both of them. You're always negotiating with, with me. But <laughs> I do well. I always win on these negotiations because well, it always is free. Oh, I should remember. <laughs> Bart's that. got a good point. You should say yes and take the money. <laughs> One of these days, Karen. <laughs> I was. I well. I was. You have to understand. Theater I was a little bit Blindsided by the fact that he wanted to give me anything. Mm. No one has to pay for the show. That's the point. Okay. So we're all winners. And also, the other point is, yes. we're out there, all right? Just search Yahoo, Google. Bing! Bing! And we come right up. Uh, I'm your host for the hardest working podcast in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. Oh, Faye, this is so scrumptious. Is this hand shucked? And Bart Caius. You're doing great, June. And Adam Witt. Laces out. Later in the show, we'll be joined by a stand-up comic and actress who has performed all over the country, and you may have seen her on Foursome Walk of Shame on Playboy TV. Is that still a thing? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did you ask me, Paul? <laughs> no. I asked the table. I looked at you. <laughs> no, no, it is. Sadly, no, it is not. Walk of Shame? The movie Walk the, of Shame? But no, play, but this was a show no, there is a Playboy about TV. foursomes on Playboy TV. Now, I know the magazine has gone bye-bye, right? But this is the No, TV. they're bringing back nudies. I just saw that headline. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. Boobs. And the team. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this later with uh, with Suna Bilstead. Everybody, Yay! did I pronounce that right? I believe so. Bilstead? Is it Suna, or do you go by Sue? Oh, Bill. Sue. Oh God, don't say Sue. Oh, okay. Don't. I thought I, I thought I heard on the podcast someone say Sue when they called on the someone dead. that she doesn't like. They're dead. They're, They're dead all dead. <laughs> and as ever, we come to you with our ultimate mission. I don't think you have to have seen the newest movies, or a lot of movies, or any movies to enjoy our show. We're essentially a comedy show. Our topic, movies. And we're going to talk about the ones that are about to open like we do every week. So we haven't seen them either. Mm-mm. So you, we're all the same, really. We've watched the trailers, and now we goof. Mm-hmm. And this week we'll be previewing <laughs> The Great Wall. So get ready for some Trump jokes. This entire show was my idea. That's why it's a great show. It's a tremendous show. It's going to be the highest rated <laughs> podcast ever believe me believe me many people have said that the monster gets over the wall fake news he doesn't get over the wall fake news don't believe it thank, thank you that was brilliant oh my god god bless that oh, man i love him i, love I mean john that's john g dominico yeah oh i love that man i mean john g dominico oh he is the best Thank you, Johnny D. That was awesome. And if you considered America already great when you voted in November, I'm sure there's a Trump analogy in The Cure for Wellness. <laughs> and later in the show, Fist Fight with Ice-T and Adam Devine. That's Ice Cube and Charlie Day. Sure. <laughs> Kids, they got it all hopped up on homemade meth. It's not the best batch, but... Well, uh, I'm sorry. How do you know that? How do I know what? You're the guidance counselor. Don't do meth. Period. When I'm on my period? Don't do it. That's what I needed the most. I saw the red band trailer for this. Pretty funny. Looks pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. The other line for that was, uh, uh, he says, don't do meth. And she goes, oh, yeah, gateway. And he goes, that's the finish line. <laughs> that's a fun line. That's a good line. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, Charlie Day, I mean, I, I more or less like him. I don't watch I like Sonny. Him. Do you? It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a Great show. Yeah. It's consistent. I'm yep. in season 10 or 11 now. That's it's, what shocks me is that it's still on. But it's just as funny. Yeah, I don't know how they keep doing it. Well, because it costs 13 cents an well, episode. Right? Are there more television shows you haven't seen or more movies you haven't seen? I'm beginning to think now the numbers are oh, evening TV out. shows. I, I, it's crazy. I just, people tell me to see something. I'm like, I, I can't. I don't have the time. No. Yeah. You got to see that Wallander with Kenneth Branagh. He plays a cop. What? Well, I, and, and, and you know what? Apparently, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I have no time. I've never heard of it. And I'm hearing of it for the first time, and it's in season four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Like Luther. I just watched Freaks and Geeks. It's fantastic. Oh, well, that's a, yeah. But that was on regular TV. Imagine a guy like me who doesn't have the HBOs and the Showtimes and the Netfly. I don't get to see any of this stuff. It's Gamefly. Mm. Netflixes? <laughs> Let's get to our first movie. From the casting director of Gods of Egypt comes the Great Wall. China built a wall and got the monster to pay for it. And it's an amazing wall. Really one of the best walls ever. Incredible wall. The Chinese know exactly what they're doing. And you'll notice in China, there's no Mexicans. So obviously the wall is working. It's like he's been working on it. (laughs) It makes me so happy in a weird way. Uh, Adam, let's talk about it. Uh, But Karen, uh, for The Great Wall, we have a sponsor for this preview, do we not? Yes, Paul. This exclusive look at the upcoming movie, The Great Wall, (laughs) is brought to you by 84 Lumber. 84 Lumber. Get your shit together before you come to the United States. All right, here we go. Take it, Paul. 
beginning. <laughs> the Great Wall. Okay, now listen. Before we get into this preview, we just want to say that despite the current political climate, this movie should not be seen as some sort of comment on America's immigration policies, okay? Let's just get that straight. Yes, it's a movie called The Great Wall. Yes, our president wants to build a wall, but that's just a hilarious coincidence. I would build a great wall, and uh. nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them <laughs> Is this still very the spoof? Is that Johnny? I can't tell the I difference. will build a great, great wall. All right, seriously, but trust us, though, no metaphors here. All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. <laughs> uh, onward, I suppose. The Great Wall, based on the Viewmaster slide of the same name, features Matt Damon in what was no doubt the result of a studio intern mixing up the scripts that were supposed to go to Matt Damon with the ones that were supposed to go to Ben Affleck. <laughs> Matt Damon. Actually, Karen did the math. Matt yes. Damon's daughter is almost old enough to go to college, so he's in this. Yes. Damon plays William Guerin, a mercenary who wanders the land looking for black powder, but instead discovers a wall so big it can't help but be accidentally discovered. <laughs> the Great Wall of China. Let's say China. 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 Did someone bass line? Yeah, someone made a bass line and then like... You go over to China, 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 the black powder is gunpowder, mm. and Advent only recently discovered in the world. And besides, they tried to share it, but the import tariffs priced it out of the market. Thanks a lot, Trump. William and his gang are attacked by a nameless order of Chinese warriors and seek refuge in a cave where they are promptly attacked by a monster. Built during the Song Dynasty. Grammy week. Pretty funky dynasty, though. Everyone thinks the Great Wall of China was to keep out the Mongols, mm. but as we will find out in this movie, it was actually built to keep out giant scary monsters determined to mow their lawns and start a tapas restaurant. Once imprisoned by the Chinese, William and his last surviving cohort learn... What on earth are they fighting here? Uh, is it CGI? Bam! <laughs> Just like that. Just like that? That's all there is to it. A winner! <laughs> Eventually, they discover the real reason the Great Wall was built in the first place, to try and stop a bunch of Godzillas from attacking the country. <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, this movie takes place in China, all right, not, not Japan. I'm sorry, what was your point? Never mind, I guess. Okay. All right, these uh, Vince Clorthos are <laughs> relentless in their pursuit, <laughs> killing and eating the Chinese warriors. What is it they want? To feed. No, but it seemingly never ends because you know the old saying, a half hour after eating a Chinese warrior, you're hungry again. <laughs> this film was by Zhang Yimou. Yang Jiang. I'm sorry, a little help, Internet. Zhang Yimou. Zhang Yimou. Let's <laughs> keep going. He's the director of Hero. <laughs> okay. And the House of Flying Daggers. What? Well, close enough. <laughs> He's also the director of the great Raise the Red Lantern, which you should definitely see. And by you, I mean me. This is the first Zhang uh, Yimou film that you won't have to read, as this is his first English-language movie. Also, most of the dialogue is screaming. 
The casting of Damon, uh, looking like a Duke University grad cosplaying in a Kurosawa film, continues to receive <laughs> criticism for casting a white man in a part that should probably be played by an Asian actor. But that does beg the question, how many dragons does a movie need to lower its obligation to realism? That's not too far-fetched. Haven't we already all bought into Chinese pandas who do kung fu? Hmm. We're not quite sure what his ethnicity is supposed to be because Damon is using a nondescript accent for his character, much like Kevin Costner in Robin Hood or Madonna in real life. <laughs> Which means it's time to play What the Hell Kind of Accent Is That? Oh, yeah. All right, here's your first clip. Okay. In search of a weapon more powerful than we've ever known. Now, um, Irish? It just kind of seems like he's a little... This, this, Plain spoken, like he's the diction's good. He's trying Chinese. So that, Elizabethan, uh, Elizabethan. Bill Pullmanish. Bill. Well, <laughs> all right, well, here's another one. Let me fight with you. Oh, oh I know what he's doing. Fight. He's doing robot. Let me fight. He sounds a little Inigo Montoya there. Oh, yeah, he's doing robot. So Let he's... me fight with you. Bing bang, bing boom. Princess Bridey. Well, let me let me try. Where's one... the Caribbean? <laughs> here's one last <laughs> clip. I was born into battle. I fought for greed and gods. This is the first war I've seen worth fighting for. Bahaba. Bahaba. Yeah, I think you're right. Bahaba. It's in Bahaba. Bahaba. I've seen a lot of space movies. That's a space accent. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's space jail. That's Being honest, that's, that's Jupiter space jail and Mars. Yeah, specifically. <laughs> exactly. Anybody in uh, any of those Jupiter ascending? Mm -hmm. That's what they sound like. Yeah, that's some Event Horizon stuff he's got going on. <laughs> The film's production company, Legendary Pictures, producers of Godzilla and Pacific Rim, was purchased by a Chinese company last year. Hmm. The two conditions of the sale were, one, all movies must shoot in China, and two, they all must feature big, giant, scary monsters and running Chinese people. <laughs> Only no time will tell if it's a hit, because it's already made $224 million. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that is why you sell your company to China. 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 <laughs> and it's brilliant. Okay, first of all, the Chinese market is where all the money is made now, and people are trying to figure out. That's why they love the Fast and the Furious movies. There seems to be a market for it in China. So it's brilliant to take a, a Matt Damon and stick him in a movie that the Chinese people are going to go see anyway. How genius it's is this? brilliant. Thomas Tull, the guy that created, uh, started Legendary, he is obsessed with, and I love, no matter how much money they lose on them, he is trying to make Krull and Godzilla over and over. You know, <laughs> yeah. Pacific Rim. Yeah, pretty much. And then like all the, what's the one with Jeff Robot Bridget? Jocks. Yeah, Robot Jocks. Yeah. And, and the the, and the yeah. uh, Seventh Son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Krull. They're like over and over, like trying to make that sort of sword and sorcery movie. This has both. But I love, he sells the company to China and he's like, yeah, the next one's going to be big, giant, scary monsters in China on the most famous. You know, I mean, that is like crawling the uh, Empire State Building for King Kong. That's like the Great Wall is the. the yeah, and then the, you just take brilliant. a big star and stick him in it. Right. Yeah, there my curiosity just peaked too. So I checked out, as you no doubt did when you wrote that line about the budget or about the what it's made. It cost $150 million to make. That's so it. like, wow, it has to make back that much. Let's see, you know, and, but oh, it's already made 224 yeah. in China. And it hasn't even opened here it yet. Even right. opened here. It hasn't even opened here. It's already here. hit because. Zhang uh, Imu. Zhang Imu. Sorry. And yeah, and that's a that's the that's the most famous filmmaker in China. One, what of, about, one of them. Yeah. yeah. So. I, but Hero is great. I've seen Hero. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I haven't seen. I saw Dagger's Raise the Red Lantern, and I liked it. I've not seen. Oh, you that. did? Yeah, You're... I did see it. Mary Charbonnet told well, me to see I it. I'm in movie on jail on that one. An acting class, and I wrote it down. I know. I remember that, mm -hmm. but I haven't got to it yet. Is that the one with Richard Gere? No, which one with no. Richard Gere? 
He did one of those movies. That too. was Red Dragon. I don't know. <laughs> pretty Woman. Yeah. Raise the Pretty Woman. That's <laughs> pretty what it was. It was Raise the Pretty exactly Woman. Exactly. <laughs> Again, the same idea. Just take a famous person, stick Richard Gere in it. Well, that's actually one of the problems that they're having with diversity in Hollywood. Is that the the real money isn't here, and so they need to make movies that play overseas. Yeah. And sorry. Black actors, Hispanic actors, that's not what's playing not over in much. China. Yeah, yeah. right. So not they want to they want to make it marketable overseas, so they're kind of getting the short end of the stick over here. So what do you do? Tom Cruise. There you go. <laughs> Tom Cruise and everything. Was he he played a Chinaman? Solves Sorry. Uh, oh yeah, last samurai. Chinaman's not the preferred nomenclature. Not the no, preferred it's not. nomenclature. It's Asian American. <laughs> uh, uh, but didn't he, he played a samurai? He played a Japanese uh, guy. Uh, yeah. Well he wasn't a Japanese guy. No, I thought he, he was. was it was like Dances with Wolves. He was uh, one out of our of, soldiers. Oh, oh. Fish out of water. Yeah. Oh, I you should. haven't seen the last. I have not seen. Come the on, Tom Cruise lover. I, but that one's not on TV. TNT uh, doesn't uh, play yeah, exactly. Last Samurai, does it? <laughs> Follow the rules, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not. I'm not leaving the you're house for renting effort. stuff. Yeah, it's, exactly. If it's not on TV, you definitely I'm not watched Ocean Twelve this weekend, <laughs> and probably some Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> but the other stuff wasn't on. One of the Bourne movies, no doubt. By the way, actually, there was a Bourne movie on this weekend. Supremacy. By the way, oh yeah, of course. By the way, that now direct. TV now has a thing where you can get cable finally again on your phone, and I haven't had cable in years. But for thirty-five bucks, you can get oh, yeah, cable for the that. app. Oh, that's and a, cool! And a free Apple TV, by the way, if you're signing for three months. So hello. shut up, uh, go we for it. We should do that. Uh, that's sponsors a good idea. the show uh, starting now, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. guys. Oh, we'll hello, just guys. Talk about how they put children in vans <laughs> until they sponsor us. Exactly. Well, that's mm-hmm. how we used to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and but you know, as great as this filmmaker is, I, I'm kind of done and there's like two or three shots in it where they shoot the arrow and then you follow it through the air yeah. all the way to the thing it's getting a little hack i mean it was kind of cool when you first did it like how do they and now i see wonder woman following a bullet as it flies yeah, by her, yeah. and there's arrows people are following it it through the air and kind of the lens flare of this movie it is because yeah. it happens two or three times then they start shooting big catapults of fiery stuff and we follow that over to see what yes it but they this movie is so 3d exploitation that i enjoyed yeah, all right. of that in the trailer i'm like is it no, a 3d no, more. movie yeah, super 3D. Like, like everything comes at you. Everything comes yeah, at you. Yeah, but is it in 3D? Yeah. I oh, it is. The interesting so. thing is that would be a th- this would be a 3D movie, The Great Wall. Like if you went to the California Science Center. Yes. <laughs> and it would just be exploring the Great oh, Wall yeah. for yeah. years you know, ago before Avatar for educational yeah, purposes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, but now yeah. I'm now I'm thinking I'm going to go see it because the last movie I saw in 3D was Star Wars: uh, The New Hope. Rogue One. Rogue One. I'm yeah. sorry, Rogue One, which didn't have any lasers coming at me. No, it was they just go all, classy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I don't like that. If I'm going to go see a 3D movie, I want stuff. I want. To duck well, he's, things. He's shooting an arrow. This and is the one right in your head. Then sign me yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want it just because it adds depth to, yeah. <laughs> to some guy hugging a woman in a field. I That's, get it. No. It's a picture frame. Yeah. But so you I don't want to. You don't want to see the notebook in 3D. Exactly, Karen. <laughs> so what? When does this Open take the pages, coming right at you. So when does this take place? Like, oh, uh, when did they build these? That was five hundred. I don't know dynasty? my history. Yeah. It takes place in the past. Yeah. So he would. He, Karen he, is correct. But so basically, in Damon, history, Damon should have some kind of accent because no, he's where, a European. That's the, the him and Willem Dafoe are these two Europeans. That <laughs> they're get, Europeans. Okay. They're Europeans that Westerners that are mercenaries and they're out looking for gunpowder and they get taken hostage by the the nameless order soldiers. And because they realize they're such a noble cause to, to fight with the Nameless Order, they stay and fight the dragon. But well, wouldn't see, they have British or Scottish accents? That that would make far well, more see, that's sense. that's the thing. I just saw Silence in Andrew Garfield, and it goes over to Japan, and he's his name is Rodriguez. <laughs> he's not trying to be Spanish in any way, but he is. But, but what he decided to do was talk with that great diction I mentioned earlier. That, that he, It's like when you suddenly play when foreign, you're playing Victorian. you just speak with more 
diction Dic- and it's hate. And you know, it's the same thing as space people. Regional mm-hmm. based uh, accent. All right, anyway. Although I'll tell you what, this movie had me when it came to multicolored uh, uniforms. I thought that was the greatest for, for superhero type stuff. Like when they got there and they like introduced all, all the order orders of, of like soldiers, they were all dressed in a different colored armor. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. It's like they look like uh, Power Rangers. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Power Rangers oh. in ancient China. I'm in. You know right. that movie's coming out. Yeah, looks pretty good. This um, looks better. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is a movie that will fill audience demand for more violence in schools. It's Fist Fight. No, it's not a documentary about Congress. Zing! Karen, let's tell the people what it is about. We should do one. No, it's not joke every show, right? No, yeah. no it's, it's not. not. No, not to be confused with. Hey, Paul, do you remember Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz as a sexy, shorts-wearing, car-washing, naughty teacher? Yeah? That's not happening here. It's the last day of school, and all high school English teacher Andy Campbell wants to do is smoke one more Paul Mall in the teacher's lounge and then head home for the summer. Sounds simple enough, right? But this movie just won't let that happen. Will you, movie? (laughs) Andy faces the worst school with the worst students and the worst administration, or as we all call it, school. Kids, they are disobedient, disrespectful oaks. Noisy, crazy, sloppy, lazy loafers. (laughs) (laughs) A A fellow teacher, Ron Strickland, has had enough and decides to take matters into his own hands in an attempt to straighten out these kids. And since none of them could graduate anyway, you are all expurgated. Wait, that's not. Oh, okay. That's Although a good I love movie. that clip. That sounds great. Well, here it is. These students shit on this school all day. They don't nobody do nothing. I'm going to show you what's fun. Hmm. Paul, it turns out that taking an axe to the desk of your student is frowned upon mm. in today's age of safe spaces. <laughs> so one of the delicate little snowflakes runs and tells the principal and the ACLU what happened. But for some reason, we're guessing to force a plot point, there seems to be confusion as to which teacher actually used the student's desk to do their best Jack Torrance impression. Here's Johnny. <laughs> so Andy reports him. It sounds like Strickland's the bad guy, but have you met kids today? (laughs) Eventually, Ron wants to beat Andy up after school in the parking lot. And this looks to be Andy in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. (laughs) Here, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Charlie Day shows some range by playing a skittish dork. And the improbable acting career of a man named After Frozen Water carries on as Ice Cube continues to craft variations on loud. But... Just for fun, let's play Flashback Recast. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the year, and you recast this movie. All right, Adam, 1986. Uh, Mr. T and Tom Hanks. Bart, 1975. Oh, that's easy. Jim Brown and Peter Sellers. Karen, 1952. Oh, good gravy. Um, Jerry Lewis and James Cagney in Blackface. Oh, good one. Adam, 1987. Uh, uh, Jim Belushi and Louis Gossett Jr. Nailed, Nailed it. it. <laughs> Karen, 1988. Gina Davis and Sigourney Weaver. Bart, 1990. Okay, I'm going to go with Andrew Dice Clay and Corey Feldman, and boom, that's your movie, Paul. Baby, you got a stew going. You gotta still go. <laughs> fist fight is a variation on the bullying challenge. The fist fight is a variation on the bully challenging you to a fist fight after school. 
and fist fight, it's the teachers fighting. And before you even start thinking it, let me reassure you that this movie is not at all in any way a remake of the classic movie about a timid weakling squaring off with a notorious tough guy in an after-school fist fight called Three O'Clock High. Hey, here's the clip. I heard you challenge Mr. Campbell to a fist fight. I'll see you at three o'clock. You're the nice guy, and then people are like, hey, I'm going to stomp on that guy. Wait a minute, that sounds just like Three O'Clock High. Yeah, um, yeah, a little. <laughs> but there are at least three nut shots in this version compared to just the one in Three O'Clock High, so totally different movies. <laughs> Looks like a lot of this movie covers what leads up to the fist fight, so shouldn't they call it mostly not a fist fight? Yeah, however, these students are learning some important life lessons, like the power of the mob mentality and violence solves everything. <laughs> Well, the reviews are in, and Variety is giving it two for flinching. And that's Fist Fight, coming soon to a red box near you, and opening worldwide this Easter in the DVD bin at Walgreens. Rated R for language, sexual content, and nudity. And you thought we couldn't fit a Trump joke into every preview. There you go. That's... Fist Fight, which we all agreed at the top of the show. Looks like it'll be fun. I think I'm gonna go see that. It'll be fun. Yeah, the red tra- the red band trailer was hilarious. Right. I wasn't too too enthused by it until I saw the red band trailer, and then I was like, okay, this looks like it might go some really funny places. And although I've seen him out and about doing interviews and things, this is I think the first movie Tracy Morgan shot after his. Oh car. yeah, oh, he is. He's him. a gym coach in this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. as ever, he can make everything funny. That minion's Pretty line funny. is funny. He gets spattered with like yellow paint. I look like a minion. And it's like, <laughs> that's funny. hilarious. Just funny. I am surprised we don't see Charlie Day more. I, I really enjoyed him in even Pacific Rim. And then oh, after yeah. that, name, name uh, outside of Horrible Bosses. Yeah, just Horrible Bosses. <laughs> name that's another it. Charlie Day movie. And I love Horrible Bosses. That first one is great. First one's great. Second one's annoying. Second and one's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what they happened? Like, yeah, they said, well, let's just do everything. Yeah. <laughs> because if what? you need that that timid, spazzy little guy, yeah. he's the best. Yeah. I guess we just don't need and him. And the best scene in Horrible Bosses is when they're they're in the apartment and they're supposed to be sneaking around and not knocking anything over. And, of course, they knock over his cocaine. And they're trying to pick it up and put it back in the box. But they're both getting super high. And then Charlie Day in that delivery when he, uh, whoever comes back in the room or whatever, he's like, you know, I think we're doing a really good job here. I think yeah. we're really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the trailer trying to figure out who to root for. And I... I want, I want both of them to fight, but I don't know who I want to win. I am very curious as to how they're going to solve that problem because, first of all, I thought it was interesting that there's actually a kind of a bullying theme being made into a movie, which we're so anti-bullying now, and now it's a fist fight between teachers at school, which just seems to go against all the well, political correctness. Well, I would hope comedy would. But I, but I, but I have a feeling you calling that out makes me think rewrite at some point. This pro- might have been an after-school you know, fight thing, and someone's like, eh, better make it teachers. So my, make my, it teachers? You know? oh, what if they swear a lot? Yeah, yeah, so my guess is, or my curiosity is, do they actually fight at the end? Is there actually a fist fight in which they throw punches? Or do they cop out and hug it all out? Well, we know they have to learn a little something about themselves in life, right? It's a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. So <laughs> the question is, like, what if it doesn't happen, what is it that they needed to get out of this? Uh, you know, they become friends, but maybe they were both lacking I in I feel a love way. Trump's hate coming on. Mm-hmm. Which I have to admit, when I first heard that slogan, I completely misinterpreted it. I thought they love were saying, yes, I thought they were saying, love Trump's hate, like embrace his hate. Of course. <laughs> love yeah. Trump's, like a, like it's possessive. Yeah, like love that, love his hate. <laughs> That's a weird phrase. You know what? what You're the only person who thought but that. But I thought it was, I thought it was like a super, like a super, um, 
congenial way of overcoming hostility. Like, you know what? I'm not going to resist you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you so much. I'm going to love your fist in my face. Yeah. I'm gonna, that, yes. No, this is great. I'm, love I'm loving this. No, throat. it's fantastic. <laughs> I know liberals can only go so far, Bart. <laughs> Uh, Strickland is that an homage to Back to the Future? Oh, that's got to be right. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, Principal Strickland. Yeah, you slacker. Oh, I didn't even pick Maybe. that. Pick up yeah. on that. It's a thing. I think it just sounds like a football thing. player. It talked about it on IMDb. I think. Hey, Strickland was also in Fast Times at Richmond High, wasn't it? Wasn't that the main football player? Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. Yeah. No, Jefferson in on the oh, tackle, Jefferson. hit by Jefferson. 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 <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. It's so great. Uh, you you were ra- drag racing in a Prius. I don't win a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Is that horrible a live bosses. in this? Back to horrible bosses. <laughs> oh, horrible bosses. I don't want to. That's, that's Bateman, right? That's typical God. Bateman. Uh, all right, so this, yeah, we'll all go see this. But let's look at our last film of the big weekend, A Cure for Wellness, or mm. Paul Ryan's Plan to Kill Medicare. Oh. <laughs> a Cure for Wellness, Paul. I thought we already discovered that. It's called Life. <laughs> Bart, you're in. Let's talk about it. Here we go. Ugh. Yeah. Movies with misleading titles week continues with A Cure for Wellness. Turns out to not be about the Church of Scientology. The Cure for Wellness begins, as none do, with a trip to Switzerland to retrieve a CEO from a spa that may have driven him all Colonel Curtsy. And then I realized, like I was shot, like I was shot with a diamond, a diamond bullet right through my forehead. I, have you seen Hearts of Darkness? The 60s, ladies and gentlemen. I need to gentlemen. watch that. I yeah, don't know. It was shot in the 70s, but it's the 60s. <laughs> how much script is there in that? <sighs> None. 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 <laughs> right. Onward. Actually, Paul, here's an excerpt from the actual letter. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is a sickness inside us. Rising like the bile that leaves that bitter taste at the back of our throats. It's there on every one of you seated around the table. Only when we know what ails us can we hope to find the cure. To sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. <laughs> all right. Uh, poor man's Leonardo DiCaprio, Dane DeHaan, oh. recently not seen in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2, stars as Lockhart, the guy that drew the short straw at the all-hands meeting and goes to Death Spa. Death Spa, the place for a killer workout. So off to the Swiss Alps he goes. No, does he now? And as soon as Lockhart arrives, he's met with scenes of guests of the center doing Tai Chi in lush gardens and old people aquasizing in lipid pools of heated water. Yeah, I was getting that I'm going to see a lot of people naked who I'd rather not see naked vibe. <laughs> but Lockhart quickly gets the sense that he's in Hollywood's latest installment of things that are not what they seem. And his attempts to retrieve his boss are met with resistance. Your plans to take Mr. Pembroke back with you. Is that a problem? He's a patient, not a prisoner. Is that what you say or is that what they say? I'm sorry, who said anything about being a prisoner? Project much? <laughs> well, eventually Lockhart suffers an accident that requires him to stay there forever. Here's a clip. They are the rich and the beautiful. They have the best and they want it all. So they come to the world's most exclusive health spa to use the latest equipment. But beneath the surface, something is lurking. Something unholy. Something deadly. Death spa. 
the place for a killer workout. Yeah, that's such a great movie. Let's talk about that in a few seconds. I think we when we're will. done talking about this crap. Go ahead, Mark. Well, as luck would have it, the Wellness Center takes all forms of health insurance, including Obamacare. So he finds himself trapped in the facility while the doctors drain his deductible and his will to live. The longer he remains at the center, the more his own sanity gets tested. You know, Paul, I like when things get tested. Sanity, faith, friendship, loyalty, HIV, math. Test it all, I say. Why would any of these people trust the lead medical dude if they're not getting any better? It's a movie, isn't it? When he receives the medical treatment, Lockhart is warned that he might experience some hallucinations, which gives the movie a license to show fantasy sequences, surreal flashbacks, and a music video directed by Michelle Gondry. I believe that's pronounced Tarsum Singh. Okay. <laughs> and because this is, in essence, a horror movie, it's required by law to have a song get creepied up. Oh. In this case, it's the Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. Does it work? Does it kind of work? I like no. it better. I want to Do see you? the process yeah. of making these singers sad before they make them sing. <laughs> All right. Death, or go. So <laughs> good. Well, the Wellness Center is kind of like a resort and spa and looks like a cross between the Grand Budapest Hotel and Titicot Follies, a rather opulent facility filled with brainwashed people who labor under the false illusion that they are there of their own free will while pursuing self-betterment. Wait, I'm sorry, Paul. Are you sure this is not about the Church of Scientology? It also stars Jason Isaacs and Mia Goth, who were cast after a nationwide search for actors that wouldn't add much to the budget. The film is rated R, so will there be gore? Yes, as visionary director Gorb Verbinski directs. I'm sorry, Paul. Visionary director? The mouse hunt guy? Wait, lest you forget, oh, yes. Gore Verbinski is the masterful director of Pirates of the Caribbean, The Ring, and the critically lauded last half hour of The Lone Ranger. <laughs> now, if you want to know how good Gore Verbinski is as a director, Pirates of the Caribbean has earned $1.2 billion, spawned four sequels, and it still sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't the slightest idea what's going on in this movie, and I've already pre-ordered a ticket. Yeah, because it looks cool. Oh right? my god, it looks so cool. I don't need this to make any sense at all. <laughs> it's so it's just gets your imagination, and you just wonder why they work so hard to do bad things to people. And at one point, I thought I saw a Nazi. You know what? I, You're right. I I, I, I wouldn't do put good. it past this movie. I, well, I could do bad things without going through all sorts of operat, right? It's a hope to do to be bad to people. Ah, you just pinched me. Easy. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to build a whole lair no. on the top of a mountain. Smell my finger. Yeah. Ah. No. But man, the shots are just incredible. The shot yeah. where he's like sinking into the eels. Even the shot oh. where he's driving up to the oh, yeah. wherever the wellness center is, and it totally is. Speaking of The Shining, it is The Shining. It's a shot. Yeah. It's, it's a shot right road. out of The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, and then the same sort of helicopter shooting it. To give you an idea of how confusing and convoluted this, the plot is, I actually read five spoilers to this movie and still couldn't tell you what yeah. it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I, it doesn't need to hold together in, in plot-wise. I'm like, just looking at those visuals, I'm like, I'm just going in to smoke a joint before I go in, and that's it, and then we're good. Because <laughs> this is one of those movies. <laughs> All right, well, and by that, uh, I mean a movie. <clears throat> I, I'm going to see it. I'd like to oh, see yeah, it. Yeah. Karen, you'll go with me to this? I'll go to this. Oh, I love cool. stuff like this. All right. This well, guy, this maybe has... there'll be a bear giving a guy a blowjob for no reason. I'm in. This has TBS written all over it in like six months. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think there's much like gore or anything they'd have to edit out. I think it's all suspense and theme. and. You know. I'm, I'm going Shudder, the Shudder channel on uh, Amazon <laughs> uh, for this one. <laughs> it seems like a Shudder movie. 
So, yes, I'll see this, Paul. All right, well, let's get on to the guest segment Yay! of our show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, just 10 seconds. Uh, the, enjoy the musical stylings of Leah Finkelstein. <laughs> and we'll be back with uh, Suna Bilstead. Don't call her Sue. No. Right after this. <laughs> segment of our show. We're joined by a stand-up comic and actress who's performed all over the country. They've seen her on Mockpocalypse on Axis. Suna Bilstead, everybody! Hey. Hi! Hey. 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 What is Mock What is Mockpocalypse? It was a clip show. Oh. Yeah. You need to sit I've there had, and goof on everything, I have, right? That's like the, uh, yeah, it's not like, yeah, what? Hi. Hey. Eh. One of those, I love <laughs> the apocalypse type no, shows. No, it, it was like a year ago. It's not, you're not, my, doing it's chi- not my most, you know, yeah. You're not doing Chicago PD. Are you doing anything like Chicago PD or are you doing these like comedy shows? And stuff? Uh, yeah. As an actress, do you want to be on like a Grey's Anatomy? Or? No. This is your thing. <laughs> no. I mean, I would Keep like to maybe money. be on a comedy. No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really, I haven't done that. I haven't done that stuff in a while. I, I've done some little TV stuff here and there, but nothing like a, I never really hit that series regular. Yeah. Even yeah. recurring. No recurring for me. Mm-hmm. No, I bet you're doing stand-up. Uh, <laughs> Why Robert Buscemi's show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stand that's how we know soon. Standing ups. Yeah, so explain how you got into stand-up. Um, I, I started doing improv for a long time because I was like, oh, that seems easier than stand-up. And then I was like, no, that's actually harder than stand-up. So then I started doing stand-up. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really? ever said that. You know that improv where you got to think it up like on the where spot? Where you don't have to write it down. Yeah. Right? But you got the other person there. I really do. Oh, okay. argue, I mean, no, I talk about this. Everybody, I think I'm like one of the few people that think that. But I feel very strongly about it. I just feel like when I was doing improv, I was like the terror of not knowing what I was going to say was way scarier than planning what I was going to say. And then if it was bad, then at least I'd be like, okay, well, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I felt it feels less. Hey, it look, I didn't time. put a lot of time into this. <laughs> no, I don't. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I, I think also with improv, I felt too guilty for all the other people. Like if I wasn't funny, then I was like hurting them. Like I was like I'm Funny. too codependent. I'm for wasting improv, your time. Basically, I just I'm wasting your time in real time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm wasting it right now <laughs> as we go. Yeah. I also <laughs> too much pressure. I also gotta say the nice thing about stand up is that you get to be whatever woman character you want to be instead of being a wife, mother, or girlfriend all the yes. time. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's nice. Yeah. You yeah. could be a smart scientist or whatever. Yeah, we were talking about someone who excessively was using stories about their parents and stuff. I mean, there's that type of comedian that's very truthful, or mm-hmm. then there's a completely character stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. know where you no, fall No, I'm that. definitely just me. I mean, yeah, I mean I'll mean, i do, uh, you know, characters if I'm telling a story or whatever, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I couldn't keep up with that. I don't have that kind of commitment. I yeah. respect com- comedians that do that, though, that have like a whole shtick and a whole thing and they stick to it. And I, I think some of them are great. I just personally, ugh, I'd get bored in two seconds. Yeah. Like yeah, the, right. Back to normal things. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck this. Like, isn't that uh, no. isn't that finding your voice? And that and and I always use this as an example. But I use Daniel Whitney. Do you know who Daniel Whitney is? No. He's Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, now, yeah. if you can go back and you can find Daniel Whitney on YouTube as Daniel Whitney mm-hmm. doing Larry the Cable Guy jokes that just don't land because he's not Larry the Cable Guy. He right. finds his voice. The material's almost identical, and Larry cracks the hell out of me. Right, so when you just said, you know, guys who or comedians who have that shtick and they do that shtick, I always thought that that was finding your voice and that the hardest thing was to find your voice. And then once you do, 
I assume, and it's not happened to me, that writing gets so much easier because you know the structure in which to put all of your material and yeah. you know that that works. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, I mean, I think that the difference between what I'm saying in ter- just in terms of like having a, a character versus your authentic self. I mean, it's still your voice, however you're doing it. But the, what you're talking about to me is like branding. Well, I, I would say even Jim a, that's Gaffigan. That's a thing that, kill, that, that, that hurts... <sighs> It's a thing that co- comics talk about and hate and love simultaneously mm. because there are the comics that have that very strong branding. Kevin Hart. You know, mm. that, that li- or Lair the Cable Guy. I mean, For that sure. Kevin Hart is more like, he's just so, that's more of like a voice. Like, that I is guess, kind of He's a always yeah, talking about more, his brand. You know, that's why he, so that's why he yeah. thought the Sony hacks were ruining him because he's like, I got my I got my brand to protect me. He's yeah. Like, well, branding has become the thing that everyone sort of it's like the buzzword. Everyone's like, well, what's your brand? And it, it's it kind of it really gets in the way a little bit of your like freedom to create because you kind of have to. Like, what's my logo? Like, oh, God. Like, who, I never wanted <laughs> yeah. to like step outside of myself and be like, let's look at me and think about me and yeah. let's see how to sell me. Like, that's I know you're supposed to do that. And I'd probably be more successful if I did do that. But I can't. Well, you were saying you started out in improv. Which uh, school of thought did you go with? Did you go with I.O., Second City, Groundlings? I was a definitely I was an I.O. Mm-hmm. person for sure. And I did UCB when they moved to oh, when oh, they came shoot. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always preferred I.O. because it was more like relationship improv. Yep. I like that a lot more. Like so, it wasn't always as funny, and I think UCB was much more like that. Like Bart Simpson, ouch, quit it, ouch, quit it, ouch, quit it. Like that <laughs> is that's awesome. That's UCB in a nutshell, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we uh, studied at Toronto Second City, and then when we moved to Chicago, we started at Chicago, and even within Second City, it was different. In Chicago, uh-huh. it was character based. Yes, very broad, funny kind of SCTV characters. Chicago was stand still and talk smart. Mm. Yep. And then I failed Social miserably and at that. commentary. Because I wanted to do weird characters and yep. I had to stand still and talk smart and I, I just couldn't. Yeah. What I knew about, nobody cared about. You were Gilda. Yeah. Gilda uh, based. More of that. I, I wasn't Tina Fey. I couldn't just stand there and talk about politics because I grew up in a farm. So I'd talk about that and then they'd be like, work at the top of your intelligence. I'm like, I know about <laughs> what? I That's am. like the I worst know. insult ever. I am. Yeah, really I heard is. your material tonight. You might want to work at the top of your intelligence. <laughs> You're yeah. like, you don't even know. I could be stupid. That sounds like, <laughs> you don't know about my intelligence. How you're, dare I, you? You're lucky, <laughs> you're lucky I got here on the bus today. I've never ridden a bus before. I'm going to do uh, the smartest version of stupid you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Are you from New York? I am. Well, I moved there when I was 10 from uh, Denmark. I, uh, yeah. What happened? Yeah. A Dane? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, Dansk. That's um, cool. Yeah. Well, I was born in Vancouver, though, so I lived in Vancouver. Then we moved to Denmark. And then we moved Man. to Manhattan. You're yeah. a Canadian. You're worldly. I'm I so jealous. You're prime Well, minister. I think the only place whiter so than I know Canada is Denmark. So. <laughs> 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 Is Denmark what? part of Canada? I said the, the only place whiter than Canada is probably oh, Denmark. Yeah, yeah. So it's not oh, like she's that worldly, Adam. It's not like she's <laughs> That's true. traversed That's, a lot of Hey, culture. I think I'm worldly because I've been to Scotland and Ireland. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shades of gray. Yes. There's well, still, see, it's, it's worldly because it's a little just, your, you know. Different. So the top of your intelligence is way cooler <laughs> than mine. I don't know about that. <laughs> You can reference the kroner just Hold easily. Hold on, let me step outside my body and look <laughs> at myself and decide. Okay, okay. That's cool. That's really Judging cool. myself. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what Matt Damon was doing. Was it a Danish accent? Yes. You were listening. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was. It's funny. I was thinking that too when I watched the trailer. I was like, what is happening? And I don't know why someone doesn't just say like, what is happening when they're shooting it? Like, what? there must have been a dial. I mean, they had to have pre-discussed Do something. We're they didn't yeah. just start rolling and then just go, oh, that's what he's doing. Like, someone had to have had, like, hey, Matt, like, what are we doing here with this voice? They they made that decision. Yeah, because right. that's going to be right? said. But it's got to be said through a translator. 
right? Because Zhang Yimou, <laughs> I don't think he speaks English. I'm not sure. Oh, no, But, no. but I, I've seen other movies Zhang directed by people. Mo. There we go. <laughs> and I, so I think between a translator, I don't know some of these directions, I think they get genericized. Yeah, you know? I guess so. He, um, what I was thinking when you guys were listening to the accent, to me, it, those kinds of accents are people pretending like they just learned English. <laughs> That's why they're so it's specific. It's very careful. It's, it's, oh. I feel like those yeah. are accents, and I don't even think that that's a conscious thought that, that, that he had, but I, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, it's like someone that's just, did anyone see that or a Lindsay Lohan interview? No, but I'm so curious. Oh my God. Which so like she, an Oprah one or something? She's been living in, 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 in Greece for a while, and oh. she- <laughs> I'm writing a, this down. You have to watch it. I've <laughs> never seen anything like it, because it's like beyond the Madonna, like slightly oh. English. Oh, she's a Greek accent? It's I not even it. Greek. That's not she, um, uh, you know, uh, I literally what I just did was sort of, and she she kept saying, um, uh, you know, in Europe, um, she's going to start a club, and um, oh it's going to be it's going to help the refugees. And like her, she's her learning club. English again. That's what I'm saying. So she, so her version of like cool European is like English is her second language. Oh, it was best. fascinating, oh. and I thought that was like a thing. I was like, oh, maybe that's what people are doing, and they don't even realize it. By the like, way, I just learned English. By the way, club refugees in Soho. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I'm going to make you guys watch this after. You're gonna freak out. That's I amazing. She's it. gonna like help refugees by a club in Greece. I'm like, wait. <laughs> well, no cover for refugees, right? <laughs> Lady refugee night, drink specials. Yeah, that's really what they're looking for. Lindsay, please Happy help me. Hour. A club for I'm refugees. just missing out my dancing time here on the refugee oh, camp. Get the citizenship on the beach. We're just not having enough great. fun, you There's know. Not enough We're not fun. having enough fun here. They're not hooking it up, you my, know. My friend Ooh. Wayne went to God. Australia for like a semester in high school he came back right, here they go mate I'm like, stop it <laughs> i'm afraid that would Australian. happen to me. i'm afraid that would happen to me that you i would do. be that jerk that was oh, yeah. that would pick oh, up yeah. i'd commit to that thank you yeah well, i mean to be fair if you are legitimately in a country for a very 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 long time it's gonna happen my old high sure, school girlfriend sure. moved to australia right after college and i ran into her like a year ago and she has a very faint australian accent okay mm -hmm. oh, and i said you know what sue you're allowed that much yeah. <laughs> How long has she been lived there? Like years. Yeah, like twenty years. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. My yeah. girlfriend Kathy has a. It's the cutest accent, and she's lived there twenty years. Yeah. But what? And what cracks me up is that some somebody like Arnold, on the other hand, can't get rid of his. How long has he been here? <laughs> You're right. How does that not go away a little by now? It's funny. My I, my friend is married to a. Uh, a French Turkish guy and he's still and he's lived they've been married for like I don't know 15 16 years and he still has the thickest accent ever and I'm like what's how, really does she have any curiosity of like what no, he's sound like if I kind of no changed no it no to I'm just surprised he didn't ha naturally I'm not offended by it he can say yeah. I'm not like oh god just, I'm not like just I don't want him to away. become a mayor I'm not saying that like that yeah, I don't yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with it I'm just surprised that naturally yeah. when you're living in a country for a yeah, long time that's true you, even just when by you, natural not like you have to make an effort I don't give a shit I just want sorry WNBC when I hear it I feel like we're doing the same thing even when you go down south you don't mean to you just start to have a draw you just do that happened to me. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. why That's why I, I know a month in London, I'd be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, I mean, it, I grew up in, in the thick of- It would be all fags and chips for me <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I come back. So I lived, I grew up in, like in seriously in the country, and if you listen to audio tapes of me as a little kid, like the audio tapes I made with stories and stuff, I have the, 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 the a real 
huge uh, Ohio oh, country really? accent, and that has faded from Chicago to here or whatever. But when I go back to Ohio, and if I'm talking to someone who's got that got that thing, oh, I'm sure I just start back. slipping right back into oh, it. Yeah. I'll tell you you what, sound you know, like Richard <laughs> Christie. Hey, Richard. <laughs> that happens to me a little bit with New York. Because yeah. like Manhattan doesn't have like a big New York accent, but yeah. if I'm like if I spend time with like my Brooklyn friends, yeah. my, uh, or if I'm like drunk or pissed, it usually comes out. <laughs> Don't <laughs> piss her off. We'll be able to tell. Don't get her drunk. So why L.A. over New York? Um, I just, you know, I, uh, I, mo- I moved out here in my mid twenties and I just was like, I don't know. I, I wanted to leave New York. It was my hometown, even though it was the biggest city mm. and I should, well, I, you know, whatever to me, it was just my little hometown. I think everyone should leave their hometown yeah. Yeah, we did. for a period of time. You can go back. I don't care. It's like, I just think that I, d- I felt like I wasn't going to grow at all there. I just was like, I'm just going to keep so doing. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was felt stifled by it. I did. I didn't want to bump into people from the fifth grade on Broadway anymore. I was like over it. Really? I wanted to start wow. new. Nine million people. Uh, there's if you a kid from the back of the... Yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you'd never want to run into anybody you know out in the street, move to LA. Yeah, I have really? never run into exactly. Paul, Adam, or Karen ever. I've actually run into people a lot, but like in cars. Like next Physically? to them. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so Hey, yes. how's it going? Crash. Like, hey, man. Like right next to me. Like, hey, what's up? I've, that's happened to me so many that's times. That's funny. Yeah. That's so LA. Did you have so a first LA. celebrity uh, sighting? Um, No. No, I don't remember. Because I remember. I mean, it you was do? The, it was the uh, little well, person. But keep in mind, I also grew up in New York, so the celebrities were not, you know, I saw them yeah. in we Manhattan. Yeah, we grew up upstate, so we, oh, okay. it was still interesting. Um. The the little person from Twin Peaks. Oh yes, oh. So, I mean, gum is coming back in his. Well, style? like I said, he, we looked in the rearview mirror and he was in the car behind us. And oh the first God. thought is, how's he driving? Yeah, how's he driving? <laughs> how's he reaching the pedals? Yeah, but uh, there he was. Can't can't mistake the guy. Wait, I just remembered. I did see the a Corky in New York. You I, saw I was. Oh, <laughs> life That's goes a on. Good one. I do remember. I just never. I've never thought of that memory until you just said that. <laughs> and I remember I was with my cousin and we're like, oh my God, that's Corky. <laughs> And then I remember seeing um, well, see, yes. John Cryer. No, what's the other one? John Cryer and then I Matthew always Broderick? confuse them. Yes. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking Broadway, New York. And I think I was Matthew like Broderick. in the seventh grade. And I and I think it was actually Matthew Broderick, but we went running after him screaming John. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. And then afterwards, we're like, wait a minute. That is such a choice wait at the time, too. You're like, no, I prefer hiding out to Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off. <laughs> I mean, it was embarrassing. So, yeah. I guess I have more celebrity memory sightings than I thought. I love the obscure celebrity sighting. I mean, the dwarf from Twin Peaks. That is yeah, what L.A. is all about, in my opinion. Damn yeah. right. I, the first one I saw in a car was Fabio driving a convertible outside of a Hollywood <sighs> Bowl. All this hair. Is it true what Paul F. Tompkins says? You're never prepared to see Fabio? I wasn't prepared! <laughs> I used to run into him at the Gold's Gym in West Hollywood. And, yes, the first time you see Fabio... There's- there is so much Fabio. <laughs> There's so much hair. There's oh his face is so much face. Yeah. He, and chest has got to be a lot it's of chest. Huge. <laughs> and he's got a muscle shirt on when I see him, and he's just like in your th- dreams. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I see him, he's wearing a muscle shirt. <laughs> and he's in slow motion. <laughs> but yes, yeah, seeing him is like, oh my gosh, there's so much Fabio right so in front of me. Fun. But he was a really I nice guy. I want to see Fabio. Yeah. Fabio, if you're out there. <laughs> Please. I want to see you. Ed Begley Jr., he was one. Now, this was like when we first moved here, and Priuses were not all the rage. Mm. We were standing on the corner of Toluca Lake, I think, right? And we heard, <laughs> and it was Ed Begley Jr., an electric car going by. We're like, what the hell was that? You need to do your Prius impersonation again. <laughs> That's all I want. Well, it wasn't even a Prius. It was full electric, because he's yeah, Begley Jr. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't hear anything. What the hell was that? And it was a guy going by in a car. That's a pretty fast-moving Prius, yeah. though. Normally, they're like, <laughs> Yeah. 
Zero to 60 in a half hour. <laughs> I ran go. into uh, George Michael and Maybe from Arrested <gasps> oh, Development. That's my favorite. They it was together? when they were shooting season two, oh, and they were just having a drink clearly after shooting or something, and it's both of them. And I'm like, that's a twofer. I mean, first of all, a cool first people to see from a cool show, Arrested Development, but actually both George Michael and Maybe drinking together. Wow, that's cool. Uh, what yeah. is the actor's name that's playing George Michael in case people No, are no, it was confused. actual Michael George Michael. Sarah. Michael Sarah, you're so oh. stupid. No, yeah, actually, before he died. No, it was wow. really George wow. Michael and maybe that was what made this whole thing amazing. <laughs> so random. A guy from Wang, Wang Chung and Jason uh, Bateman. Wham. I don't mean to be a No, no, I'm saying the other couple that's was random. the guy from Wang Chung. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was giving another... Oh, uh, I see. Yes, okay. Mm, pairing. You have any other take on what you heard from the new <laughs> movies? What, what cure for wellness? Or, oh, uh, oh yeah. Well, actually, the Great Wall. My one of my bestest friends is in it. Really? Oh, cool. Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah. Did you go to China? He's so, not just in it. He's a star. He's I know. The second to what? Day. Oh. That's I know. Cool. I'm really. I've I'm glad it's doing well. Old. Good for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's like overwhelmed. You know, he was had the Game of Thrones thing, and then so he's you know cool. he's his whole life is just like magically. So I'm definitely gonna see it. I think he's probably has mixed feelings about it because I don't you know. It's like a big movie, and he's like, I don't know, you know. That's cool. Did he go over to yeah, China it was a for long a shoot. Yeah, no, he's here. It's premieres this Friday. He's here in LA. But did they have a premiere there? Because it made think, all this money. Oh overseas. yeah, they probably. I'm sure it did. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. But they went and shot there. I mean, they had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was. All... I mean, he's excited. It's a big movie for him. My God. That's interesting. He was in Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, he was the one that got his head uh, smushed by. Oh, you got an arrow with them. The guy who died <laughs> in Game of Thrones. No, 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 no. He's he was a pretty big character. Pretty big smush. Last, yeah, he was got his face smushed in by the mountain when he like his head oh. got popped off oh you guys aren't game of thrones no. fans? Well, i haven't oh. seen it no. oh shit well no. sorry that's all right no, I'm wow. wait, I, that's what i, I haven't like a spoiler that's all right. no i'm How assuming they're all guys? gonna die yeah, yeah everybody don't dies. They all die? you guys don't watch game of thrones i recently Why? watched the pilot well i mean it's like one you of know those, what happened kid died at the end it's one of those <laughs> People it's one of those things where it is a long you it have builds. to watch i mean like i haven't watched the wire i know everyone wants to watch the pilot I get about that far. I want to watch it, but it's again. I have to commit. That's a yeah. full. Ugh. That's like three full time jobs all in one. Yeah, I just you got to get sick. Yeah, or you like got to have something go wrong where yes. you just have to stay home for yes. long. You can break a leg yeah. Yeah. to get the wire done. Or I just did. depressed is enough for me. Or depressed. I just, just got depressed. back. I just got back from Baltimore and I wanted to. I was working the auto show and I was asking, where do I go at night? Where should I eat? And they said this place, Phillips. It's great. They they they're pulling all the crab right out of Chesapeake Bay. It's the greatest. You're gonna love it. Fantastic. Yeah, explore that whole waterfront area. Just stay by the water. Otherwise, you're in the wire. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, okay. That's a great description. Yeah. Okay, good to know. So Otherwise stay by the water or you're in homicide <laughs> life in the street. Okay. Well, so. But yes, yeah, and, and I forgot that Charles, you know, the Freddie Gray thing just went down there too. So it's, you know, it was crazy down there. Stories people are telling. Now you're you're doing stuff at the Pack Theater right now, which is like yeah. the new space. Yeah, like that yeah. Just came about Miles yeah. Stroth, right? It's a cool space. Oh yeah. yeah what all's great... going on there? Are you, uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess they have programming pretty much throughout the week. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot of improv, and yeah. then I've done some stand-up shows there. And you said you did an improvised podcast for them recently, yes. right? They have a podcast. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I'll look it up. We we can. Yeah. We'll post it. It was fun. We'll post it. Pack with Theater. This. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys going to see The Great Wall? I want to see it. I, I like that kind of stuff because I'm curious to see what's happening because I don't understand what's happening. I, I think know, it's just like a zombie. I mean, it's probably you know, great. I don't know yeah. if it's like, I don't know if it's, you know, the, the, the it's a movie. The best movie in the world, but I'm right. sure it's a great, you know, it's probably fun. My new goal, the visuals are, I'm sure, awesome. My new get, goal for the rest of my life is to see a movie every day. Mm. Every day? Are you every kidding? Day. Wow. Yep. Finally, well, yeah. Well, when yeah, have you no. started this goal? Has yeah, this already wow. begun? 
Well, it was going to start it uh, two days ago, so I watched John Wick. Yeah. Because I need to see the second one. Nice. What are the rules? We're talk about that. What are the rules to this? I haven't seen. Uh, it every day I watch a movie, so it doesn't have to be out. Of it, the can be it can be yeah. on. It can be on TV. To, yeah. Correct. From oh, I will to be end? watching a lot of them at home because I need to see some. St- I need to see Snatch. I need to see uh, Donnie Darko. I need to see mm. High Noon and whatever. All the, I need. Honey, I got to tell you, if you're spending that much time watching movies, you might see less Snatch. <laughs> oh, That's all I'm zing. saying. Hold that. Hold that thought, honey. <laughs> zing! There you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, which is our way of saying the Boobay Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to the site. Uh, other jokes like that, if you uh, sung, uh, they come natural. You're gonna have to cut something else out. If you're That's gonna, all I mean, I'm saying. Right? Yeah, I wake up in the morning. I watch a movie. There goes your morning sex. There goes the morning sex. My favorite. <laughs> when you're at work. When you're at work. Oh, there goes his own sex alone when I'm at work. <laughs> hey, he's just cutting out masturbation. Yeah, really. That's probably okay. <laughs> That's what we're cutting. Yeah, and he's no social media time for that. No. no. Like, yeah. No. I mean, yeah, and then I'll go out. Of course, I go out to see most things anyway. But now I'm going to make time for a little more uh, movies at home. I'll definitely see Great Wall if it's uh, arrows coming at me yeah. 3D. Oh, yeah, it's it going to be 3D display. Yeah. I didn't even know it was 3D, actually. Yeah, I, I probably I didn't won't see it 3D, but I'll see it. But it's a very convoluted plot. A meteor crashes to the Earth some 2,000 years ago, and it brings with it these aliens that rise up every 60 years and try to attack China, which is why they built the wall. Wait, Open you're night. ruining the movie. No, that's the plot. I don't no, know that's anything really about happens. it. Oh. <laughs> now I know all that stuff you went and searched. And then Hitler comes and then <laughs> takes all the no. All right. uh, but that, that cool. that's what it is. So there's these and there's all sorts of factions. There's five orders. I think you That's uh, the five colorful yeah. of Power yeah. Rangers. Five different orders. Five <laughs> the Power Rangers amass they come one, together and they become a giant lion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one's an arm, one's a leg. Yeah, one's yeah. they all form the head. They all kind of seem good, though. The Cure for Wellness seemed cool. I mean, it was really a little good. mysterious. I mean, like, what the hell's going to happen? That was the one I found least intriguing. And you guys were all very excited about it. Well, that's because it looked so it's, cool. The right. ominous looks, setting yeah. is always intriguing to me. Like Crimson Peak, which is is now on, uh, now that I have HBO on my phone, yes. uh, it's now like Crimson Peak, the Guillermo del Toro movie. Visionary director. Oh, uh, visionary it. director. This guy didn't get called a visionary director. Come on. Did he? In the trailer? Yes. Gore did. It's oh, right okay. in the yes, that's why A Cure for Wellness yeah. has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, visionary directors, yeah. they automatically, <laughs> yeah. they're not allowed to go too much above that. Right? Yeah. Well, as soon as they're called that, it's done. Done. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. We ask everyone who comes on oh, the show. Sure. What is your favorite movie of all time? Um, well, see, I don't have one because I don't remember Obsess. half the things <laughs> that I watch and see. I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh, that was so awesome. And then I forget like yeah. five minutes later that I just experienced that. <laughs> um, I think it might be called something. Uh, trauma? Probably some <laughs> trauma. PTSD. ADD. PTSD, yes. A lot I'm of just, things they I'm call just that. like so in the moment. I just didn't remember anything. No. Um, um, well, I was thinking about this today. I was like, well, there's so many movies I do love. But I think the movie that I've seen the most, <laughs> which is maybe. That could win. What you wouldn't the, want to see it again. The movie I've watched so many times is Alive. <laughs> <laughs> the Alive? movie about the Chilean playing the down. Oh, no, 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 the, the, the soccer team. The guys that yeah, eat, yeah. The, eat each other? <laughs> the soccer team. Listen, man. I've never seen it. It's You've never seen not, it? it I cannot explain. Is this it is good? not like this wonderful filmmaking. Listen. It is. It is I have seen it so many times. I'll put it on my list. It's weird because I read, I got obsessed with, I read the book in high school. I just was so obsessed with like the story and the religious aspect of it, like survival versus staying true to your religious 
your religion because they were they were you can't eat they people were Catholic Minnesota. and you're yeah. not supposed uh-huh. to be able to eat people. <laughs> I didn't know that. Rule number one. I it's thought you Bible. just weren't allowed to have sex out of wedlock. You can't eat people. No, no. Oh. not even. Baptists can eat. Not uh, even people. for survival. As long as you deep fry it. <laughs> oh, so I like, and then it's a true story. I'm kind of like a true story, like Buffy person. I don't mm. not it's a buff a of anything. Story. It's a real story. <gasps> And it was like this, and it's a team, a, a soccer team that was flying over the Andes Mountains, and they lived in the mountains for hundred and something days. It was like a, it was like, and they, it was, it's yeah. Oh well, they ate the people that died. They didn't eat. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't kill, kill anybody. Yeah. Um, oh. Where do you but come it's, across? It's exciting. This? That is where do you come exciting. across this movie? Do you put it in? That and go, I gotta watch it today because I've never seen it on TBS. So I... it's not out in the ether. No, it doesn't come out very often. You have to seek it out. So I you're think putting it's on, it in. I you own VHS, Netflix. right? Yeah. No, I think I bought it at some point, maybe. That's like what I'm saying. St- is it, you're streaming. like, you know what? I got a hankering. Got to put a live in. Bart, I, I'm going to put it out there that it might be on one of the other 400 channels besides <laughs> TBS that <laughs> they are broadcasting. <laughs> I mean, by the way, there's a million of amazing movies that I love, but that was just probably the one I've seen What's the most. That's your favorite Tom Cruise movie. But that was one of the first big-time plane crashes. To yes. go to go super realist, yeah, realized. It was very was, real. That plane crash was no joke. Yeah. That plane crash uh, scene is terrifying. Uh, yeah. And then you know, uh, then they just cranked one of those out on Lost years later when they had all the visual effects. Right. But uh, so now back you then got it was the flight and yeah. uh, Sully, and you know they, that's yeah. that, that's a legitimate technique now. You're like, oh, I got to compete compete with all these others, but yeah. Yeah, that and one. he had an Ethan Hawke in that movie, if I'm mistaken. Hawk? And a slew of uh, 90s actors. Vincent Spano, I think. Oh, yeah. Josh Hamilton, is that his name? Uh, that sounds like a thing. He was just I in Manchester know, by the Sea. I apparently I've <laughs> seen it more times than anything else, but I don't remember these things never. Um, yeah, and it's John good. Patrick Shanley wrote that movie. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Oscar winner. Yes. Bart? It's John Patrick secret, Shanley, author of? It's a secret of? good movie, I'm telling you. I think you might be right. Oh, there you sure. go, Are there Bart? any actors that then I'll recognize in it? Nope, just Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Tad Hamilton. Win a date with Tad <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> that's cool. All right. I like I didn't win a date. You didn't. Mm. I like when someone comes in with a movie that's off the beaten trail and you it's one that you don't realize is even out there anymore. And I like that. Because then I go, <laughs> oh, alive. Well, also, Somebody I- did that with, um, what was it? The Rose, not Rosemary's Baby, the... Um, oh, that's oh, the Exorcist. That's a love that one too. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Omen. No, the one Sophie's Choice. I'd never seen it, so I went uh, and I watched it because oh, I'd never it's such heard a of good it. One. It was oh. really good. I did not realize that Peter McNichol, who was in Ghostbusters two, was a uh, actual actor in and a that's, movie. That's how you get to Karen Stark. <laughs> and I went, yeah. oh, Any Ghostbusters reference. Yeah, that was yeah. very exciting. Yeah. So like even He's the great. Crow, because Ernie Hudson's in it, you'd watch the Crow. Watch I wouldn't. The crow. Pay, I wouldn't peg you for a Crow <laughs> person, but yeah, that's, that's gonna work. Oh, that's cool. All right, well, let's uh, fire up another round of... What did you see this week? What did you see this week? It's been a while. A real real quick round, but I think the majority of us here at the table got caught up with the rest of the world and saw John Wick. Yeah, that was on TBS. John Wick was on... No, it was on Spike, and they were doing a a big John Wick uh, marathon, so I watched that. But the thing that I would like to contribute to What Did You See This Week is something... Uh, two things happen that happen. Wait, are you jumping away from John Wick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we got to cover John Wick. Oh, okay. First. Yeah, because this movie. <laughs> How great is this movie? <laughs> this movie is amazing. Yeah. I tune in, and like in 15 seconds, I'm hooked <laughs> yeah. with just how oh. much he wins 
constantly in this movie. Well, it's a doggy revenge movie. Well, this is what's so funny. It's a I, doggy movie. I said to Paul, I said, do you want to get together and watch John Wick and then go see the second one? And he goes, no, I got to wait for Karen because it's a doggy movie. And I said, that yeah. is the most ridiculous description of John it's Wick that we'll ever movie. <laughs> well, in John Wick, someone kills his dog, and that's why he goes on a kill-crazy yeah. rampage to destroy the mob. <laughs> And it's the be- dog is his, his yeah. the thing. The, the wife the, the, the passed away. The yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Well, because the wife <laughs> passes away because she's sick, and she was. Ugh, it's this wonderful little moment where she knows that he's going to be sad, so she had arranged it somehow with a doggy service to bring him a doggy a couple days after the funeral. That will he'll take care of and have someone to love him. So he's got this little doggy who's super cute, very well cast, and he he lives. <laughs> Good with, casting. Good. He cast. lives a doggy for a couple of days, and he's like, oh, "This is kind of nice. Reminds him of his wife." Some dickheads kill it, and then it all begins. Yes. Did they do it on purpose? Yeah. Like, oh, because they're Russian him. dummies. They come to rob his they house. They just come to rob his house, but, so they just kill the dog in front of him, and he's like, that's part. it. They don't know he's they the They messed the with the wrong guy, <laughs> which is the best kind gotcha. of movie. It is the yeah. best kind of and movie. And he's out, right? Until they mess with him. And then, then he goes back and in. He's back in. <laughs> Everything great about So what, how does John Wick 2 start? I don't know. Oh, Not sure, but we had to prep ourselves for two. What's the origin event for two? What, I mean, I someone kills no, John, John Wick 2 starts with um, somebody from the Continental. The Continental is kind of this club for us. Oh, that yeah, club yeah. is cool. Yeah. That whole thing is cool, too. That's cool. It, that's it's one really of the inventions cool. of the first movie is yeah. this sort of place where you can't kill anybody. You, assassins stay there. You can't kill anybody there, While but that's there. like yeah. where you hire people and it's stuff. It's a very oh. Dick Tracy type stylized movie yeah. too, which oh, okay. I didn't expect. So yeah. John Wick starts I've heard it with, was good. I just have never seen it. With somebody from the Continental cashing in what's called a marker. And if you're given a marker by somebody else uh, who's in the it, Continental, you have to honor that marker. And so even though John is out, he's been given wo- a marker that he has to honor and that marker is to go kill somebody. Mm. Oh. And now he's back in the killing oh. game. Gotcha. And he's got a new doggy. At the end of the first one, yes. he gets a new doggy. Spoiler Wait, was alert. He, was oh. he just a regular guy, or was he an assassin? No, he's always dog. been part of this yeah. assassin's yeah, associate, but he okay. was out. I thought, and he I was thought the, the dog was the thing that made him a killer. Like he was like he was like a butcher or something, <laughs> and then the death of the dog was turned enough. him yeah, into then John he Wick. About guns. Yes. Sorry, I didn't explain that right. We've only had eight years of practice <laughs> explaining movies. <laughs> Sorry, I thought he was just like, the, you said it happened to the wrong guy, but then I was thinking, yeah, like yes. the schlubby no. guy. Like the Hulk. Like, uh, like the Hulk. Yeah. But when you kill his dog, he turns into a thing. Exactly. They messed with the wrong guy in that he was ill-prepared to handle the situation. <laughs> well, I was the wrong guy. He's just yeah. crying and I'm crying. I'm a baker. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle these emotions. No, no, I'm actually the wrong guy. You messed with the wrong guy. Yeah, I teach. I'm a substitute teacher. Don't the yeah. guy you're looking for is next door. I was the wrong guy. You <laughs> might notice he has tattoos. Yeah. One into teardrop. Anyway. All right, so Bart, what else do you got? Uh, so two things happened that haven't happened in a long time. One, I had got a late. date. Oh, no. close. Yeah, well, very close. Uh, and so we were having a great time, and we were looking for something to do, and there was a movie theater right across the bar from where we were having drinks, and I said, let's go see a movie. And the, this is what was playing. So it was. A, what are your options? Exactly. Oh, no. So I'm like, ah. uh, one of them was Split, which I didn't want to see. Oh. You ain't going to want to see that with her. She said she had already seen it. I was like, oh, okay, one of them was Split. Sounds like a cool girl, actually. <laughs> the yeah. other one, very tempted, was Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Greater, darker, whatever. Fifty, greater. Yeah, darker. darker. Uh, yeah. Fifty Shades Darker. Too cliche. And then, uh, yeah. and then the third one was the Lego Batman movie. Oh. Everybody likes that. Which we ended up going okay. to see the yeah. Lego Batman movie. Yeah. And uh, right away I was reminded why I don't leave the house and don't go to the movies because as soon as we sit Another down. Nothing kids. Nothing. 
By the way, it's Thursday at 10.15 oh my God, p.m. Yeah. Who files in behind me but like half a dozen stone teenagers who are giggling at literally every line uh. and kicking my chair. And like, that's this is why I don't leave the house. So we moved down <laughs> two rows. We got through the movie. Um, paying as much attention as I could, it was, it, it was fine. It wasn't super great. There's a lot of really deep, deep references, and it's definitely yeah, something you're going to want to see it. a second yeah. time, because they, they go by really quickly. Um, Air MacGuffin is the is the airline they fly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? So there's a lot of great inside movie jokes, and I really enjoyed it. So. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You said Tom Cruise? So, Tom Cruise... And by the way, Suna, yes. Bart loves nothing more than Tom than Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, I, I'm not giving thing. anything away when I sit, tell you that Tom Cruise is in this movie, but in the most uh, backdoor kind of way. Mm-hmm. So they watch a scene from ah. Jerry Maguire, and it's Tom Cruise. Done in Lego? Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, no, no. It's Tom Cruise oh. and Renee Zellweger. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, okay. So Batman is watching his movies by himself, and he's watching a scene from Jerry Maguire, and it's Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Mm. So the movie has Tom Cruise in it. Nice. Like well, a real Tom points Cruise. Points for you. <laughs> yes. And have you seen anything? Uh, not no, not this week. I watched a lot of hoarders episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel good about yourself afterwards? Because that's the whole point of that. It's I love so that show. <laughs> it's the same episode every time, and I watch it all I the time. I watch it all the time. <laughs> you know what though? I really like about it is the um, the psychiatrists that they have coming on are fucking like great. I are they great? Like, I always think they're the least competent psychiatrists well, at all. You know, this last season, I don't know if you've watched, the first few seasons. I felt like they weren't. Okay. They've gotten better. Okay. And it's interesting because they're really like um, they kind of just let people go at each other. Like they, I mean, they're it's it's like they really okay. I'm just gonna keep it short and fight. <laughs> kind of, but what I, what I like about it is that the healing comes from really revealing all of that what everyone's feeling, even if it's just like really terrible stuff that they're feeling, and they're like, "I hate you, I hate you." It, like that's when the stuff. That's when they start clearing out the house when they get out wow. all of the emotions so it's like for me just psychologically i really love when people are just like let's get it all out and then they're like then they can clean the house like <laughs> seriously wow. when they're all like trying to be nice and quiet and buttoned up and well i mean we tried to yeah. be supportive and i just didn't work and then as soon as they're just like flip a table <laughs> <laughs> that stack of newspapers That's 10 awesome. feet high the healing like starts so that was sort of my like obsession you know someday when i have my own house i do want to have a flipping table i really <laughs> yeah. like i think that really is the greatest way to get some aggression out <laughs> it's not that messy you just yeah, turn just it back up you know table. like <laughs> God, I always just put pillows on it so something goes right? flying put some tennis balls in the yeah. corners whatever just my, flip, yeah. my flipping table you upset you have a bad day <laughs> as a big fan of hoarders uh, as i am and i get the impression you are yes. this is the one thing that i love every time they talk about what a health he, Suna, this is a health issue this you're, you're going to get sick living here oh, meanwhile they always do, yeah. meanwhile you've been there for 20 years and healthy as a horse <laughs> right so i'm always thinking draw blood from that human make an antibiotic out of whatever because whatever's in that house would kill me if i walked in five minutes later yeah, and they're all saying that to yeah. the person in a full like they're they're wearing like full like through masks or having these emotional, Hazmat. They're having emotional conversations through these masks <laughs> meanwhile and they're like, listen you you can't live like this anymore oh yeah i've and been here for the, 20 years i'm fine and then the person in the house isn't wearing the hazmat suit and they're covered they're sitting on their four foot pile of actual dog shit exactly oh. Dog poop. That's what I love. I, <laughs> I love can't that say part that. It. That's it's so fast. funny. That part is the do you watch uh, Finding Bigfoot? No. Oh, that's another. I 
guess what they're not going to do every episode and I watch every episode wow it's I'm not going to solve this problem and I'm no. okay with it did I mention yeah. I'm going to watch a movie every day, yeah. every day with well movie, no let movie. me bring it back to movies yeah, I sorry, feel like sorry. you said in Hoarders that the, it's only when they come to this crisis point can they be themselves yeah. I feel like that's how uh, Fist Fight's going to go Right? Yes. I feel yes. like once they get it all out, they're not gonna want punch each other. They, yeah. Listen, they have emotionally to cleanse themselves. If they don't fight, I'm gonna be mad. Right? <laughs> yeah. They you can't Batman fight. versus if Superman they, and not have them if versus. They pull this like, oh no. I mean, this, I don't think that movie looks Let's dumb. Let's be but friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, gonna be friends, obviously. Don't Freddy versus Jason out on this one. Uh, they, Jason won. Ah, but he didn't. Come on, give me that. They're yeah. gonna fight. Am I the only one? No, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one won. They kept it open for another sequel, another Freddy. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. This fight, too. All right, well, let's get to the uh, Karen's big (laughs) finale of the show. We goof on celebrities. It's called Karen's Birthdays. Who celebrated a birthday, Karen? All right, let's start our week of birthdays by wishing very happy birthday to Mr. Charlie Day. Who turns 40 but can play anywhere from half-baked to clumsy. Now, earlier we were saying, what other movies has Charlie Day been in? Well, he's in Fist Fight, as we all know this week. Came up but he with was a couple. also in Vacation, oh. and he was a voice in the Lego Movie. Of course, he's in It's Always in Sunny in Philadelphia and Horrible Bosses. He was also a writer on uh, and a producer for Philadelphia, which he started off by making the, with his friends. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. They VHS. tried to shop it around, and nobody cared, so they just made it themselves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. gosh, that's a lot of chutzpah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he plays that really kind of quirky, fun character, but clearly he's very organized and intelligent and can write, and we all know what a pain in the ass that is, so good for well, him. Well, he knows his character, as we were saying. <laughs> That's like, right. He's got that squeaky-voiced kind of uh, nervous guy down. Yeah, you were telling me when you researched these people for to celebrate their birthdays, you always go deep in the IMDb, and it's like, ah, eh, they all start. They all start like our like IMDb us. looks. Yeah. I was looking at my IMDb because I just added America's Got Talent for the Boobay Sisters, and as I added that, I was like, well, okay, so I got four of these little things, and I wrote this thing, and... The- that's what his looks like, too. Yeah, and then yeah, one yeah. day, boom. boom. Yeah, it's pretty inspiring. What the fun thing that you will find in this next part is he was born in New York City. Oh. And his, he was raised in Middletown, Rhode Island. Uh. And his parents were teachers, and his dad taught music at Salve Regina University uh. in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, what a right beautiful town. down the street from where we did our, one of our first um, theater, uh, re- what is it? Gigs? Gigs, I guess. Yeah, it was like... Gig. Regional theater thing, yeah. but we lived in one of the mansions, and Salve Regina University was right there. His dad taught there. How crazy is that? That's cool. So Beautiful crazy. Beautiful town if you've never been to Newport, Rhode Island. It's ultra Head relevant. The mo- fist fight is out, and you guys, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. brush some shoulders there. We did. We lived right <laughs> down there. This is also kind of fun, and you know how much Did we you meet love George Michael, facts? the artist? I, yeah, the artist, no. yes. No. <laughs> Bart, you like your fun facts. Here, Here's one. Yeah, soon yeah. I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, <laughs> but I insist on all my facts be fun. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. So I mean, I could tell that just by looking at you. Sometimes it's a boring fact. <laughs> I always bring boring, important facts, and they're not nearly as no. well received. Must be fun. <laughs> so, Bart, he was the only person in his family not to have a doctorate degree. Oh, that's fun. Yes, but <laughs> then his alma mater, Merrimack College... They awarded him with an honor. Ah, he got him in the end. Oh, oh, so he got one without having to study. Yeah, fun. Which might be Kinda the smarter fun. way to do it. Brilliant. And uh, during the commencement speech at his alma mater, he said, the higher you climb in life, the more ridiculous the hats become. <laughs> 
Yeah. Woody Allen for uh, look at the Pope <laughs> phrase. That's oh, absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, we're not just having a birthday party for Charlie Day, but yesterday on actual 14th on uh, Valentine's Day was one of my favorite boyfriend's birthdays, Simon Pegg, oh. who turns 47. How great is it that Scotty his birthday is, right? Mm-hmm. How great is his birthday is on Valentine's Day because he seems the most unromantic kind of yelly, loud, barky kind of guy. Uh, he can play anywhere from arrogant to likable, or some might just say British. Mm. In 1999, <laughs> Peg and Jessica Himes, they teamed up to write and star in Spaced. Spaced. Now, I need to start watching that. because It's I did, great. Right? So yes. whenever I'm looking for something to watch, I need to find Spaced. And the movie references are all over it. It is like made for you, Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> Edgar Wright, yeah? Space. Edgar Wright yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Wright's the director. And uh, Nick Frost is in it, his best Nick friend. Nick Frost, who is in, uh, and they all did. Uh, uh, they Zom- went. They got together and did Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. And that was what they call a Zom rom com. Oh boy. A Zom com. A Zom rom com. A Zom rom. A Zom rom for a romantic. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the rom in Zombie there. romantic mm. comedy. So maybe it does make sense that he'd be born on Valentine's Day, but. Then he went on to write Hot Fuzz, and he played Scotty in Star Trek, mm-hmm. and he was in two Tom Cruise movies. Well, they were both Mission Impossibles. Yes. M- Missions Impossible. Missions Impossible. Mission Impossible 3 Mission and then Impossibles. Ghost Protocol. Mission <laughs> he was in 5, too, though. So he may have been, because this was written a while ago. Yeah, yeah. They didn't so update he was in Rogue Nation, it. Mm-hmm. He auditioned for the role of Rufus in the romantic comedy Love Actually. That was a part played by Rowan Atkinson, which was uncredited in the movie, but I can't imagine him playing that part. Uh, he, he could do it. You think? He could be f- a fuss budget. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he totally could be a fuss budget. But, but he didn't get it. That's weird. But I think he's, like, I don't know how Rowan Atkinson would have done in any other part in that movie. Yeah, that's Peg true. could have played a number of different parts. He could have played Peg the rock the, star. The Martin Freeman part, too. Yeah. Fuss budget. What's his superpower? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting to that. He's very particular. <laughs> There's a cork in his behind. And he also, now this is another fun fact. Ooh, I specifically two like Two in this one show, okay. Yeah. Can you handle the fun part? He, at the age of 16, was a drummer in a band called God's Third Leg. <laughs> that is fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That's fun. That's actually fun. That's that's all, I think that fun. might be the only fact you've ever heard that had some ounce of funness Thank to it. You. I'm enjoying that. That's generally a good speaking. One. That's a very good one. Now, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing? <clears throat> yeah, this is true. Uh, Suna, something's going to happen to you. That happens to all of our guests once they leave. There's going to be an itching and a burning. After the show. Well, yes. Oh, okay. uh, See you, doctor. First thing. <laughs> People are going to say, hey, people are going to come up to you on the street and they're going to say, hey, tell me two interesting fun facts about that Karen Volpe, now that you know her. And the Uh first fun fact is I'll tell you that um, despite what she says about Paul watching movies and not seeing her snatch, you can see Karen snatch in a movie. Trust me. That's the first fun fact. Uh, Second fun fact is Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. I do. I especially love when it's some bizarre little song that doesn't make any sense. So I was digging around for Simon Pegg singing, and he sings a bunch, and he does great stuff, but for some reason, he was on the show called The Capital Breakfast Show in the UK, and he sang that for is such a UK name right? show. The Capital, the Capital Breakfast, breakfast show. show. Which simply yeah. means that it's a good breakfast, probably. Yeah. Right? That's all it means. But Versus he, the normal English yeah. breakfast. Yeah. They, they gave him a challenge, because you know he's such a strange man, you don't think of how wonderful his speaking voice is, but it's fantastic. So they gave him a song to sing, and they just sprung it at him. This is what he did. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy, <laughs> just clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. <laughs> 
because I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. But not if you have the clap, which is different. <laughs> In the morning zoo, wow. guys. There, How dumb is that? That was a capital. You have morning zoos show. there? Apparently. That's what their morning zoo is called, the capital. Wait, are we calling that singing, though? I don't know. Because that's like what I it's do right. for karaoke. Yes. That's like my karaoke oh, right there. Narrated. Well, any kind of sing, not sing song. It like, sounds adorable. George it Burns your way through it. was cute. It's yeah. very cute. George Burns your way through it. Rex Harrison <laughs> says it's singing. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Karen. That's yes, it. That's that wraps it. up another show. Yes. That's a Shatner yeah. version. Uh, together with the Movie Guys, individually we are. Still Karen Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense for daily jokes and links. And I think I'm going to do a little tease. Paul doesn't even know I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a little teaser saying that we are going to be revamping the show. Yes, look for Things big changes are change. ahead, probably yeah. next Now month. we have to, Karen. We're getting yeah. rid of this guy. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> But we're going to build an ejector chair, so it's got a lot of people will be shot through the ceiling. It's, yeah! a, it's a whole thing we're building. Thanks to Suna <laughs> Billstead. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Where are we uh, finding you on the social media and all that? Uh, uh, I'm the Suna on Twitter because some lady in Berkeley has Suna, and I haven't convinced her to stop. Really? Oh, no. Give me Of course she's name. in Berkeley. And she also never tweets, and she oh. looks crazy, and I'm going to show you a picture after. So she's got an oh. egg. Uh, so I'm the Suna on Twitter, and I'm Suna B on Instagram and everything else. S-U-N-A-H. And it's SunaBillstead.com. Yeah. And then I have shows listed. All my shows are up there. And by the way, we didn't get to it, but uh, hilariously, uh, you've done a show called Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction, which yes. is a great concept for a show oh. at the Nerdist Theater, right? It's very funny. Uh, and uh, the the story you told that I, I found on iTunes is an erotic version of a lie. It's, a, it's so an go erotic. Check that out. <laughs> so please check that out. It's an erotic. Fan fiction yeah. of the movie Alive. I mean, if you go to that their their <laughs> iTunes page, it's like the twenty fourth one yeah. down or something like yeah. that. The link took me right to that specific That's episode. Great. Uh, yes. Yeah, just and they eat more than flesh. That's the yes. point. Oh. <laughs> uh, thanks as always to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show each and every week, and of course we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Next week, back with more new films, and we will see you then. Thanks, Suna. Yay. Thanks. thanks.